Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another moment with Maybe. I want to start by saying if you hear something loud in the background, um, that's my heater because I'm freezing. Georgia weather. Um, it's spring now and it's literally feels like a winter day yesterday. I haven't been out today, but so I don't know if that I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but it is not feeling like spring outside as of yesterday. It was very cold, rainy, windy, just not at all. Um good weather um and a bummer for the kiddos for easter sunday today um which happy easter everybody <laughs> and i hope you guys are enjoying your day with your family loved ones or you know whatever your day entails um the podcast for this week is very different than honestly anything that i've ever shared with you guys on this platform before and I'm not sure when this particular episode is gonna is going to when I will be uploading this because of the content that it is and because I have some phone calls to make tomorrow this whole week until this situation is resolved um so I might have to wait until this is taken care of I've been pondering on that idea I know the smart thing and the safe thing would be is to wait and see what comes of whatever um and then a part of me is so eager to want to to share this experience that I don't want to think smart but I'm gonna do the right thing like I know I need to which is just to to wait it out so this the 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 newness or freshness circling this conversation might be a little dated at the at the point that this is um shared with you guys but nonetheless I knew I wanted to talk about this um I'm fired up regarding this content and information. Um, I'm passionate about it right now because it is directed about me. And it's very ironic that these two situations have transpired at the same time, essentially. And I'm just going to get right into it. And I apologize also right now for any long-awaited pauses or silent moments because I haven't had to share something like I haven't gone through something like this before uh, let alone having to share something like this with you guys I got a a bit deep on the last episode because you know I shared with you guys um, my experience of being let go from a company and I will say that Having experienced that company from, you know, all the bells and whistles and the the sweet nothings and the roses and sunshine that they treat their staff with, along with, you know, the capability of closing an office, which put me and my team without employment, it, I already knew what that company was capable of. And this episode is about the job I committed to through this same company, but a different office. And... Because I already knew what this company was capable of, and this was a gut a gut feeling of a red flag that I that I had um, within myself, I knew the choice that I should have made, but I wanted to give a new office a chance that was not you know in the area of my previous office I was let go from. Um, just a different, you know, a, just just to try it out. I told myself that. I was like, I'm going to at least try it out. And until I feel like, because I'm the type of person to, like, when I'm introduced to something or I'm up against something that I've, you know, never really experienced before or um, been challenged with, I do truly give 100% until I absolutely feel like I've exasperated, like, every resource, every avenue, every possibility, um, every aid and help, like, everything. So, until I start to feel that way, I will always show up to give my all. And I say that to say, I should have listened to my gut. I should have listened to my my red flags that I felt like. And my red flags essentially came from the fact that I, I just simply know what the company could do, which is not be the support after you know 
letting people go. It feels like they didn't care. Um, my whole team felt that way. You know, even our manager that had been with the company for uh, 14 plus years at that point. So I should have just went with my gut. I should have. But like I said, I wanted to give the new com- the new office benefit of the doubt. I knew it wasn't the same office, obviously, because it closed. But it is under the same company umbrella. So, and honestly, before I committed to this place, I already knew I'd I knew I didn't really want to go back corporate again because I know, again, the capabilities. But, again, just trying to try it out and not just throw in the towel because I'm not a white flag waver. I'm not a surrender. I, I don't throw my hands up. I, I work at everything. So with all of that being said, let me get into what this is about. Um, I'm going to lay out the groundwork. And then at the end of this, I'm going to compare it to um, not compare, but share great similarities between myself and a female athlete of what she's experienced this week. So to kick things off, um, I have my whiteboard that I'm looking at with all my notes and whatnot. So, um, starting off, I do find myself blank as a solo pod. Um, and this is just a touch on my absence of the last few weeks and, Honestly, I think after you guys hear what I have been um, experiencing, that'll definitely bring home why I haven't done an episode since March 20th, even though I share with you guys that my intention, one of my intentions for this year is really getting back into my creative space of potting. But because of this situation, it has definitely taken the forefront and the priority for everything for me. And that's why I have been absent. Um... But I find myself blank as a solo podcaster because when you are on this platform by yourself and it is just you, it's it can be a challenge to keep a conversation going or to, you know, organically grow a conversation, which I I would think to imagine that maybe hearing me say that out loud as a solo podcaster is like, it's you by yourself, so how's it difficult? But it is because you you don't have the banter back and forth with the second person and it's all on you like the next, you know, the response comes from you. The next question comes from you. So it's it's literally all just you, which like anything else in life, anything done alone is difficult in its in its own self. And that's no different from being um, a solo potter. Okay, I had to turn my heater off. I'm getting a little toasty. <laughs> um, and I will say too, like this is one reason why I truly enjoy other podcasts because for one... I enjoy conversation topics and pieces that I necessarily don't really speak on or that I I wouldn't feel comfortable, so to speak, doing because I don't have a second party present. Um, and just because, like, I don't really know what the what the origin of podcast circles around. And I will say, like, from just me being a listener, it's other people telling their, you know, perspectives, personal experiences it's very opinionated. I feel like it's a very, you know, um, opinion-driven type of type of um, environment. Unless you obviously have, like, the medical and um, science base and, like, you know, all those factual type of um, genres of podcasting. But I truly do enjoy others. And also because it inspires me. It kind of gives me a direction to go. Um, because I... I know what my passions and my, you know, my, my hobbies and loves and interests are, but like I have seven episodes in my archive talking about relationships. <laughs> I'm not a relationship podcast. So, and I like, I don't want to oversaturate a topic piece. So that's another thing that is like always in the back of my head. So I'm always open for suggestions, ideas, like where to go. Um, and I do have an Instagram account for Moments with Navy. So feel free to DM there, comment on any previous posts that I have. Um, I'm literally open to talk about whatever. And maybe even a genre that I'm not, you know, too privy or keen on. Um, but introducing yourself to things that you're not used to is a great way of exploration. So moving right along. I don't struggle or aim to quote unquote censor this conversation in the slightest bit but I will definitely say that I struggle 
Hmm. How slash the way. But then it just gets too technical and like stepping on or like tiptoeing around. And so I'm going to just talk. Whatever is said, is said, you know, and that's just that. Because <laughs> I could, you know, and I'm sure you guys are, are have experiences with me before on here, but it's just like social media, like nobody's airing their dirty laundry or, you know, discrepancies. Well, there's some people there are. I'm sure we all have those on our on our social media accounts where they just they share a tad bit too much that should be kept private. But social media is a highlight reel and that's all that most people share. Um, but again, the, the I feel like there's such an organic and authenticity associated with podcasting when it's done in a honest way so with that being said here we go I personally have never experienced something like what I'm about to share with you guys and I've been in the workspace I've been working technically since I was 11 with my family farm and our family-owned business but I guess on paper receiving like a payroll paycheck 15 years old um to which I feel like nowadays a lot of companies or jobs don't utilize the work history or the work references portion of jobs because I feel like if that were the case, a lot more employers would understand what they're getting into bringing certain people on their team. And I'm not at all saying that in a negative way. What it boils down to, like I mentioned before, about working interviews in the dental space is personality chemistry is very important. In this field, I can't really speak for other, you know, um, career fields or or workspaces because I don't know. But speaking from a dental perspective, I know that a personality work chemistry is is very important. So but I feel like if they were to, to go back to utilizing that portion that we fill out, you would understand and know the type of employee that you're bringing or teammate that you're bringing onto your team. Whether a great thing or, you know. A challenging thing. So I'm not going to say it's a bad thing because it's not. Because um, people are just different. People are wired, set up different. Their personalities are different. Their work ethics, their approaches to the work, you know, work scene is different. Um, and I will say, like, in the field of, of medical in general, because I have experience from the hospital and working in the dental space, you have to have or you have to develop if you don't already have it you have to develop a backbone clinically especially and I know at the front desk you know being a a business associate the the lady who checks those in and out and does insurance and everything and I'm only going into into so much kind of general but a little bit of detail because I want you guys to truly understand what I'm getting at um I'm not going to talk too dentally because I'm sure that that would probably not be understandable for some people because it's just not your your workspace, your your field, but you have to have some type of backbone with patients and not burrow down. I'm not sent at all to be rude, aggressive, you know, um a pit bull, like I'm not saying anything like that. It's just in the in the healthcare space, I feel like from what I've experienced like patients patients they come in and they're like I want this, I want that. The thing is, healthcare is not Burger King. It's not have it your way. It's not a nail salon. You can't come in requesting things off of a menu. Like patients that come in, they want veneers. Well, what's the rest of your oral health look like? Like, do you have cavities? Do you have perio disease? Do you have TMJ? Is that under control? So that's just not at all what it is whatsoever. So you have to have a backbone in standing ground with patients, right? So Some of you listeners on here might not understand my personality style or, you know, know me on a on a fairly um, very well or personal level. And I say that because my personality style is I'm confident. You might I may exude this through this podcast. I'm not really sure. I'm confident. I'm passionate about whatever I'm passionate about. Um. I'm vocal, 
I'm assertive. I take the initiative. And that's how I am. I'm not really too shy. I don't really um I don't really take the back seat. When I was in high school and my first two years of college, I was um I was active in leadership organizations and I was the president and vice president of chapters within school, both high school and college. So I have a very leadership um, personality style. Um, And I say that because, so since we know how So since we know my personality style, and I will say that the office that I am at, and I shared this with you guys too, um, but when I did this interview, as I told you, you know, they they, they loved me. Um, they were very, you know, taking a liking to my personality style, um, how vocal I was, how bright my personality is, um, you know, all of that. And I'm going blank right now, y'all. <laughs> and I have my notes in front of me. Um, so since we know that and they are aware of that, I don't understand All right, I got my train of thought back. <laughs> but I was going to say, so since since that is known about me, and I have been, since I've been here for a month, I've been volunteered to, you know, um, speaking platforms within the office, um, having these these regional meetings. I have been a volunteer person to to be the voice. So for me, it's like, in that sense, it's acceptable it works for you in an everyday day-to-day daily work day there's a there's a there's an unspoken mm, about it um i have been experiencing a literal never-ending means for a meeting two to three times a week since i've been here um, and just circle back again to the first episode or to the most recent episode I shared with you guys about, you know, the, the light at the end of the tunnel from being let go was the current manager that I'm under, Lindsay, as of now, she, um, you know, the first things that she said to me was like, you know, I loved your personality. I could tell that you're out there, not out there, but, um, the way you talk to patients, you're very comfortable, you're very confident, um, and I really love that about you. And I want to bring you on my team. And she was alluding to greatly um, in a lot of these meetings, basically every one of these, no, every one of these meetings that my skin color is another reason, a great reason why she wanted to bring me on the team because I look like her. I understand that representation in a workplace matters, but when that is essentially the sole basis of all these meetings and, you know, the the discussion about about my personality style at the same time continues, that begins to become a great issue for me because my work ethic and my work style should should speak for itself and that's it and that's all. Um so so for me I would rather, instead of having these meetings um, where there's a constant, you know, expectation for me to have something wrong or for me to see a red flag within the clinic, I, I would rather be sat down and be discussed that this space might not be for you um, rather than constantly being asked, is this working for you? How's everything in the back? Um, and I'm honestly embarrassed to even say this next part because I embrace being 
a woman of my culture, um, my heritage of being black in this space greatly. And I embrace even more my work ethic, which speaks for itself. And Wednesday, March 5th, I was asked to join a meeting with my manager and the accusation was insanely wild, you guys. Um, She asked me, or she stated to me that she had a fellow team member of mine come to her and say that the responsibilities at work that I have been designated to being responsible for is because of my skin color. (laughs) And I'll laugh because it's, for one, it's untrue. It's wildly untrue. And I just, I don't think that way. I genuinely don't. I genuinely don't, and I don't know. It's almost like like being, I say this loosely because I'm not really sure how I want to say it, but I feel like being a black woman, it's like, I don't know. I feel like people think about it more than I do, especially in the workspace, and it's like, I'm just here to work. Like, I'm just here to care for patients and because I absolutely love doing it and you know I love dentistry and I love oral health so like that's what I'm here to do and I don't think beyond that at all I don't I don't and I just work really hard so I feel like it's more of a concern for other people than it is for me and I don't understand that I really don't um and I will say originally these frequent meetings I've been there since March 11th And since March 11th, I have had two, if not three meetings a week since I've been here with the manager that she has called herself. And that has been, like I said, it'll start with, be honest with me, is this working for you? Like, and I feel like too, like, I would rather not be asked these questions, but instead I would rather feel comfortable to come and say to you, hey, this isn't working for me, or hey, I feel uncomfortable. But because this has been a frequent conversation initiated on her end, now I do feel uncomfortable. It, it's almost as if she's, it's, it's because, and she would say too, um, you know, I, I know your personality style, like I know you're, you're going to come to me about things that don't, you know, that, that aren't right within the clinical setting in the back. Um, you're going to vocalize things that aren't what they should be. You're very confident. You don't have a problem, you know, speaking up. So what's going on in the back? It, it's almost as if she was picking at things and was expecting things to be, to be, or like she was expecting me to just find something to report back to her. Um, and I don't really operate in a setting like that. And I, in the beginning, it did feel genuine. It did because she, you know, I confided in her that I was, you know, struggling to find my space because this dental office, you guys, is so different than any office I've ever worked in that I was struggling greatly. Like, even though I've been in the space for two and a half, almost three years now, and I know how to do my job, for me, it got to the point where it's like, I don't even think I know how to be an assistant now because this office is just set up so differently, which isn't a bad thing. You know, even the working interviews that I did before I committed to this job, a lot of those offices were operated differently too. So it's more so getting acclimated and accustomed to, you know, your new work, your new environment that you're going to be, you know, working in. And so I, I did confide in her that I was struggling with that. So like I said, in the beginning, it felt genuine and authentic and like, okay, I want to see how you're, how you're, um, how you're adjusting to, to this new space of joining our team. And then, and it's so interesting how when you're, when you're removed or out of a situation, you see everything from a bigger picture instead of objects in the mirror closer than they appear. 
So looking back now, it definitely, without a doubt, feels to me that it was just something that she was waiting for and looking for me to report on and have an issue with. Like she was expecting me to have an issue with something. And I guess because of my personality style and her knowing that, I guess because I'm so like aware or would be quote unquote sensitive to things that aren't being completed or processed clinically in the correct or proper manner that I would be the one to to call that out. But there genuinely weren't things like that that were wrong. Um, And for me, because this office is so different, I became, no, not I became, but from the moment I joined on, like my first official day, I, and just if you know me, I'm very inquisitive. Like I ask questions, I talk, um, I definitely require and demand great understanding for whatever I'm accomplishing at work, just for me to understand it. Like I will take it dentally for a little bit, like with root canals, for example, root canals and implant placements. I have to understand, like, even though I'm not the doctor yet, (laughs) I have to understand, like, the millimeters, the placement, the angulation, like, um, um, the, the length of the root that, that's being, you know, taken out, the, um, irrigation process, like, I have to understand all that in great detail to, to do my job properly, because if I don't, it's like, it's kind of hard, I don't know how, what, what a general way would be to, to explain it to for you guys to understand. Maybe you do like within your own work work workspace, your work field or whatever. But for me, that's how I am. Like I can't just complete a task and do it without understanding it. So since that first day I was there, I'm very inquisitive, especially because you guys operate so differently here. Um and I meant to say this a couple bullet points ago, but I totally forgot. <laughs> but I'm looking at my whiteboard. I felt, I began to feel, I began to feel a lack of acceptance and embrace. And I was told verbatim, I know most team members here want to see you win. <laughs> and it's laughable because it's like, what audacity do you have getting off on saying like most team members, first of all? Um, and this was told by my my manager to me in the meeting that we had on Wednesday. And, you know, honestly, you guys, I began to feel throughout that meeting, I began to feel extremely defeated because we had a, a quarterly meeting the beginning of last week. And my, at the end of this quarterly meeting, we all had to, um, kind of do like a promise, like a pledge or whatever, at the end of it, what we would be contributing to the team moving forward. And we had to verbally go one by one and announce what that was going to be. And I said, my mine will be to be patient and give myself grace, be patient with myself and give myself grace, along with being patient with you guys and giving you guys grace, because I'm somebody coming straight new from, from a different way of, of a dental practice. And I don't mind a challenge, but when, when I don't catch on or, you know, cause my thing is I learn quickly, but retention is the other thing. You know, I feel like definitely in the dental space, you have to do things a couple of times to, to truly get it, not even understand it, but to truly get it and feel confident physically performing that, whether that's, you know, um, polishing a patient or, you know, the opening and closing process of the tools and equipment all the way down to that. But that was my commitment and my pledge. And at this meeting on Wednesday, it was also, um, every meeting that we've had, this has been stated, which is reviewing my personality, calling out all that I am, essentially a backhanded compliment. Um, calling out all that I am, confident, vibrant, bright, outspoken, vocal, you know, listing all that about me, followed up with, it's just, in this type of setting with this set of team members, we have to know how to present these ways about us and, you know, how to show up in this way because they're not used to that. And honestly, like, 
being told this, especially in the beginning, I'm like, okay, I can understand that. It's just like, I don't know. I think back to like when you're in, when you're in school and making friends and it's like, it's not that you're not being yourself, but you don't know these people yet. So it's not that you're showing only certain sides of yourself, but it's like, or, and then some people are like this. Like I know some people that are, you know, right out the gate, they'll be honest. Like you meet a friend on the third day and you're like, they're like, Hey, or you, you've been friends and on your third day of being friends, they're like, do you like this top? And it's like, I mean, I wouldn't wear it, but it's cute. But some people are like, Oh my goodness, that that's cute on you. Or like it compliments your X, Y, Z. But some people are like, I'm gonna be honest, I wouldn't wear that, you know? So that's kind of the approach that I began to have after like the third or fourth day. It's just like, And honestly, having a personality like mine, and it's me, is, it can be challenging and difficult, like balancing, what to share and how to show up. And not to any fault of my own. But possessing the, the the characteristics about me that I do have for some people could come off as intimidating or even obnoxious in a way. And I don't even like saying that because it's just how I am. That's never my intention, you know, with with how I am or how I conduct myself. It's just I'm a confident woman. Um, I trust myself a lot, greatly. Um, I know who I am. I know that I'm evolving and developing more into becoming the woman that I'm going to be at the end of the day, every single day. We're never in the, we're never done becoming, we're never finished with that process. And, you know, even in school, you know, with, you know, friendships or when you, you know, developing relationships or like flirting or whatever, for some guys, it comes off as intimidating because, I guess they're just expect to women. They're used to women just, you know, being quiet and, you know, shy and reserved and not talkative. And I'm just not like that. I'm really not. And, you know, being asked to to water yourself down or to make yourself small as a newcomer is very striking because. You brought me on this team. The same reasons that you're saying that I need to water myself down are the exact same reasons that you share with me which you, about why you wanted me here. So, to say the least, it's confusing. It's confusing. It's unhealthy. It's unfair. It's very unfair. Um... And honestly, being asked to make myself small is not something that I can do or to conform to to a to a teammates to a team to a team style that's already, you know, established and has been there for a while. I just can't do that Um, because I don't know how and I've never done that before. And, you know, it also boils down to for me, it gets to the point to where. For me, it gets to the point to where I'm I'm satisfying and making other people happy when I'm the one who is me. So it's like I will be coming to work potentially every day, not being my true and authentic self that patients deserve to see. And that gets me patient validation. Not at all saying that yeah, I'll seek validation in my life at all. But I'm so passionate and I absolutely love caring for patients at work that when they compliment me or say like, that's the most comfortable I've ever felt having x-rays be taken or I've never had anyone do it this gently. Like getting that said to me is everything because I want them as comfortable and happy as possible when they, you know, when they leave us. Um, so I take, I take great pride in that. And my true intention is to make them as comfortable as possible. And (laughs) 
And I just want to like go on record and saying like I don't have any issues with the doctors. They're great. The other assistants, they're great. It's just management. Um, and you know, one thing that I that I didn't share is I think or not I think, but another meeting was called with me the very next day, Thursday, um, literally two days ago, and the first question that was asked was. I sat down and I'm, they say, Mavis, do you feel like you give pushback? And if you have a personality style, then you'll see exactly where I'm coming from. But I guess for some people that whenever you, whenever you are inquisitive or you ask questions or you bring to the attention using, you know, your skill set or your, 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 um, the characteristics that you possess of confidence and being on alert and like assertive and like vocal and everything there's a fine line where that's an issue to where it can be um a positive asset to a team I guess um and so just you know being asked I even feel like I give pushback was very unbelievable because I don't like I come to work I do my job and that's it and I really hope that I'm not, you know, that you guys aren't, you know, potentially thinking that any of this is at all true that I'm a that that I'm that I'm aggressive or that I give quote unquote pushback or that I'm, you know, uncooperative because I'm not. But I think for this team, they don't vocalize it to me. But I think for the management and the um, another team member in particular that me being inquisitive and asking why for them is an issue because. Again, no one is like me. So you have this new face coming in and asking all these questions when everybody else, you ask them to jump and they say how high and I'm on the other side and I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I'm not saying that I'm not doing that as in like when they, you know, when I'm when I'm asked to do things at work, because that's not what I'm getting at. I was just using that as far as the whole um, you can ask others, you know, to do whatever and they'll do it. But me, I'm like okay, where does this fall and what are we doing this for? And I guess for them, they don't like that. I think that's what it boils down to. But this is where I say I would rather be sat down and asked or I would rather be sat down and have the discussion of, hey, I don't think that your personality style is very fitting for this office and the the team members that that are here. Um, but I have a recommendation for an office that I think you would fit well in at. So that's what I would have rather preferred, but that's not how things went. And that's not how life goes. We don't get what we want, which is fine. Oh, and another thing I wanted to say was Thursday, after that meeting Thursday, it kind of just boils down to if I, if I resign, they win. If I stay I'm definitely going to be unhappy and constantly chastised under the thumb, under a microscope, being very micromanaged. And I was defeated, 100% defeated. And at that point, because I'm all for having uncomfortable conversations, the hard conversations, the conversations that, you know, we don't want to have. I am definitely a supporter and a fan of that because you can overcome a lot of things in that way. This situation in particular, I think, is far too gone, and I think I'm definitely outnumbered in in um, in possibly turning this turning this around. So, um, with that being said, I do have to bow out gracefully, which is unfortunate because the patients here are so sweet; they're really great, they're very nice. Um, the rest of the team is incredible too. They have a great team on their hands; they really do. Um, Now to the fun part of this episode is I wanted to compare the Angel Reese, the LSU uh, basketball player. She spent two years at, I don't know, I think Maryland, and then she joined the transfer portal and she now is a part of the LSU women's basketball team. And you may have seen her like probably all over the media this week, Um, but her and Flaje Johnson are the two that kind of led them to victory. Um, I say this loosely because I'm not 
about to have a comparison of talent with people, but I call them the female Kobe and Shaq. <laughs> but um, that's Paul Jane Johnson and, and Angel, by the way. But um, Angel Reese was recently, um, essentially this whole week, in headlines, and she was called a uh, classless POS. She was called um, another very derogatory um, name on Twitter. Um, because she she played against Iowa, and their um, the leader of that team is Caitlin Clark. If you guys are familiar with the, I think it's John Cena, the whole "you can't see me" type of gesture or whatever. Caitlin Clark did that in a previous game this season. Iowa was losing, LSU was up. Angel Reese did the whole "you can't see me" or Caitlin Clark originally did the "you can't see me." at a previous game this season to another team member on a different team when they played a game. Angel Reese gave the, her the same thing, the whole you can't see me gesture at the national championship game this past Sunday. Um, and LSU was winning and she did the whole you can't see me thing and that caused a complete total uproar, which is when she was termed as a classless POS, uh, poor sportsmanship, um, unprofessional, like just all these different things. Um, and if you follow me on Instagram, I definitely posted it because it's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. Y'all know the rest. But it's it's crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. It's crazy. But um the the similarities and comparisons that I wanted to include between my situation that I just shared with you guys versus Angel Reese is number one. And by the way, I definitely did my research for the Angel Reese. I watched um, part of the the Pivot podcast. I watched it on YouTube a couple of days ago and wrote down some um, some bullet points. And then I watched her on the I Am Athlete um, podcast, which is, um, it wasn't I Am Athlete. It was like the sports segment of the I Am Athlete. I forget the name of it. Um, but Brandon Marshall sat down with her and some other female sports individual. I'm not really sure who she was. Um, so I definitely pulled essentially verbatim from that one more than I did the pivot podcast, but nonetheless, going right into it, um, for number one, for Angel, Angel Reese, who doesn't trash talk, who doesn't ruffle feathers on a basketball court. I mean, obviously you have those more silent type of players, but at the end of the day, Angel Reese, she is a. She's a shiny token. Like she's the one that is, you know, she can, she, she walks around she taunts the court. She, she, she just has that confidence that exudes about her. And I relate to her because I am essentially the same way. And it's not even a cocky thing. I think it boils down to, she works really hard. I work really hard. She knows what she brings to the table. I know what I bring to the table and I'm I'm very team member oriented, like no pun intended. I refer to my coworkers and colleagues as team members because for the most part, we all love and enjoy what we do. And teamwork makes the dream work, aka making patients happy, making the workday flow well. So I refer to them as teammates. Um, but I am very teammate oriented. I love an all hands on deck type of approach. I don't mind working by myself, but there's something about having others that are on the same you know, wavelength is you, that you guys work together and you, you get the jobs done. So that's number one is who doesn't trash talk? Who doesn't get competitive on the court? For me, it's who doesn't ask questions in a workplace, especially when you're brand new to the team. Um, another thing with Angel Reese was, you know, it's unfair, the conversations that are being had circling her about, you know, because she did mention and say, you know, excuse me. You know, all season she was told that she's too hood, she's too ghetto, she's too loud, she she does too much on the court. And it's unfair that those conversations are cir- circling her, but they should be about her and her team's performance that night and the night before when they won the Natty. And for me, I feel like it's unfair these meetings <laughs> that are being had. And the thing is for me, these meetings that have been coming about multiple frequent times throughout the week, it's it's never been directed towards my work ethic or what I'm lacking or what I'm not completing or what I could improve on. Um, Cause I'm praised in that sense. Like 
that's where the whole backhanded compliment thing comes into play. It's like, I would get told the doctors love you. Fellow team members, most of them, most of them, they, they, they enjoy working with you. You know, they're really happy to be here. The patients, they compliment you all day long, but your personality is a lot or, but being as confident as you are, they're not used to that. That's intimidating. And it's just, it's so weird y'all. And I'll be very glad when I'm past this point in my life. And, you know, just being a hundred percent honest, I didn't even have this on here, but having two poor experiences in the dental field back to back is very discouraging for me because it's like, this is an industry that I absolutely love. And I, 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 I've experienced one heartbreak and I'm experiencing another one right now because I don't even know how or why it's getting taken this deep because it's not affecting my workday. Like me asking questions and being inquisitive and, and wanting to know understanding as to you guys' methodology and systems should never be taken this far ever, you know? Um, but that's another thing. And so it definitely has me questioning if dentistry is where I want to be just because, just because having experiences back to back that aren't, you know, the most uplifting and inspiring is just, it's exhausting and draining, but moving on, uh, number three bullet point, uh, similarity between Angel Reese's situation and mine is she shared that why this moment is good for, um, good for women's sports is because LSU women's team is getting a lot of attention right now, a lot of exposure and just exposure for women's sports, specifically women basketball at the collegiate level. And for me, I said, while this moment is good for me that I've, that I've been experiencing, which is an unfortunate light, is it tests me. Um, am I truly as confident as I feel like I am? Am I really true to who I am as a person? Am I going to bend and conform where I'm being asked to? Or am I going to say, you know, respectfully, this is, this is who I am as a person. This is me. I don't even know how to conform. Like, I don't know. Um, so for me, that's why this is good is to, is to build resiliency in myself, perseverance, which is just a touch on like me questioning if dentistry is for me right now, being in the thick of this moment. Um, it's, it's, it's tough to feel like, to feel proud of myself. My sister Jasmine, she told me you should be, you should be proud that you are taking a stand and you aren't just burrowing down or tucking your tail and and basically being a pawn in their game, but instead you're you're staying true to who you are, you know. Um you're understanding that without them saying it, but you know obviously that your personality is not fit for a team like this, which isn't a bad thing because again they're they're successful often, very successful. They produce a lot. But also at the end of the day, the chemistry has to be there. And I thought it was, but apparently it isn't. And I think I thought it was because I had that approach. If I come to work, I do my job and that's it. Like I communicate with my team members. We have great communication and, you know, we wear earpieces where we talk all day long and I don't leave anything, you know, unsaid. I don't drop the ball with things. I don't leave patients waiting. So that is also just confirmation for me that I know for a fact that I've done my part and just, you know, having inquisition about, you know, why things are done the way they are at this office, for my understanding, is an issue as a them problem and not a me problem. So that's what I chalk it up as. Um, and then I wanted to share too, like, Angel Reese mentioned she she wants to be on the positive side, but she has to fight for her people, essentially, um, black and brown girls who look like her that are coming into, you know, uh, the collegiate sports world. And you know, women that are even at the high school level competing at a um, at a viral level, you know, maybe the the more popular schools or um, well-known schools like I guess probably like in California or maybe like even New York, just schools that are all that are on the radar um, and a bigger scale where they're always looked at. And then for me, my approach was to definitely to have an open mind, like I said, was to give grace and be patient about my development on this team Um and at the end of the day, I have to stay true to, to my being. So essentially, like I said, she has to stay um, and fight for her people. I have to be strong for myself and just lift my head high and, you know, move on to my next thing. Um, because as I said it too, 
<laughs> when I signed on to this clinic, you guys, I told them and myself and you guys too, I didn't want to have to resign or leave this office until it was until I got my physical acceptance letter to dental school. Like wherever I'm at, I don't want to leave for two years until I complete my undergrad and I don't have a choice but to leave. Um, and, you know, I really wanted to say too, like the whole injury situation is giving very much shut up and dribble. But she's a competitor with and a bright athlete with a very big personality. Um, and then for me, you know, in that in that similarity, it's like I'm not supposed to ask any questions, just work. And for me, that gives that translates very much to a warm body doing a job. And that's not me. Um, I come with the bells and whistles and roses and rainbows and in in all that like I do. Um, and I don't know, I just have a very, you know, jovial, spunky personality style. And, you know, the people I work alongside is kind of the opposite of that, which is fine. But that's been my experience. And I look forward to, you know, keeping you guys in the loop regarding this situation. Like I said, I have some phone calls to make throughout this week. Um, because I don't want other people to go through something like this. Like, again, instead of, you know, the manager being a good manager and saying, hey, you have very strong qualities about you. And she does say this. Um, she does. She, she praises me. She compliments my, my, my work ethic, my work style, my um, patient communication, you know, the strong abilities that I have. She does compliment me on all that. And at the same time, like I said, it's backed with this team isn't privy to that, though. So that's why it's just not going to work out. And that's fine. Um, I know for a fact I tried so, so hard. Um, my best friend, I call her every day, leaving work, telling her about a situation. And she's like, none of this makes sense. Um, and seeing as how, how all this has played out, it definitely does. So like I said, I, I, I look forward to keeping you guys in the loop and um, sharing with you guys the update of the, um, how the, the timeline continues to transpire throughout. And um, thank you for always being a listener. Thank you guys for always tuning in and, you know, being patient with my um, unforeseen inconsistencies and whatnot. And I hope this explains my absence and um, why it's taken my priority and focus as of late. And I wanted to just share an experience that, because for me, it made me feel creative. It made me feel um, motivated to come on here. And because I haven't, you know, spoken about anything, it's like, this is the perfect time to do that. So we shall definitely see how everything continues to play out, what comes of it. And yes, so again, thank you guys for listening. And I hope you guys enjoyed this moment. I'm sorry it's not, you know, (laughs) a direction that, you know, you guys are kind of used to with me. But like I said, I definitely feel like this is personal and a truthful and honest one because it definitely was and I've actually recorded this like four times and this time I'm just like okay we're keeping it this is it but thank you guys so much you will hear from me and I talk to me Tuesday and I hope you guys have a great day